who comes and gets the kicks for you. You know, your personal Mikey. So, so you're Mikey. telling me Serge Ibaka does not <laughs> cook his own meals? Oh, hey, so what man. you're saying? He Listen. doesn't get that Hello Fresh brought to his door, <laughs> the, the and then he starts cooking? I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he gets... a horrible transition but you know we're trying ladies and gentlemen it's day one <laughs> cut me some slack we are back uh welcome to episode 11 of beyond the bleachers uh it's your boy here uh in in armistice you know and uh, the the boys in armistice rather uh another week back moses how's it going man I'm good. It's uh, nice to kind of get out. The weather is getting a little bit warm. Yes. Uh, you know, things are a little bit uh, crazy here weather-wise. It'll rain for five minutes, be sunny yeah. for like 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden tornado warning. So you've had everything so yeah. far when it comes to weather-wise in 2020. Let's see what happens for the next half. Yeah, you guys actually had that uh, emergency notice hit you today, right? They just said, hey, it was guys. Last night. Yeah, oh, it came out night. last night so, to, with a tornado warning. Yeah. I'm like, oh, because I completely ignored it. Because I was like, oh, I'm sure it's nothing. You, no, you, it's more like, oh, thank goodness. Whoa. <laughs> let's Who had it on the... their bingo card? Tornado. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's, let's someone reset. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone's like, oh, yes, six in a row. Yeah. Plus the free space, of course. Uh, always take advantage. But yeah, man, uh, great to hear. It's also been kind of crazy this side as well. A lot of rain and, and luckily it's been on the uptick, but uh, just like the sunshine is uh, starting to peek through Moses, so is the uh, the start of sports. You know, we've been uh, we've been teasing it much like the way uh, winter was being teased in Game of Thrones. But yes, guys, again for episode <laughs> the eleventh week in a row, sports is opening up again, guys. Don't worry about it. I know we said you know we'd be ready and gone by June. And I mean, I know you're saying it's July now, and there's some things that still haven't happened, but we're on the way. We're hopeful. Moses, we're hopeful. <laughs> we're all hopeful. You know, we're getting uh, there. Yeah, we're getting there. You know, I, I know you may be feeling a little detracted. You know, uh, we're having like a, I, you could say just, you know, a reasonable exodus of players in both the NHL and, the N- and uh, MLB. Um, coming forward to say that they may not uh, play for this upcoming season. Um, and it, it had me thinking a little bit, Moses, which one of the topics we'll get into um, as well as what's going on in the NFL, but more so about what the season would hope to look like for sports as a whole coming into 2021 and 2022, especially with this I guess um, it's it's of course a reasonable um, question to ask yourself as an athlete as to whether you'd like to participate or whether you'd like to stay home. But it's going. It seems like, especially in the NBA, it's already affecting questions on the collective bargaining agreement and what the league will look like going forward. And I think I'm sure there's a lot to talk about on that. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, actually, just off that, what do you think, man? 
What do you... Well, yeah, we are in unprecedented times. And I yeah. think that's one of the things is we don't know what's going on. And for the ownership group, I can understand it, it, it's in, in various sports that it is tough because the players are under contract, but you're not having any games. Uh, you're not having any money or profit coming in. Yeah. So you try to find some kind of uh, some wiggle room or compromise. So yeah, we're in for a sure. for them from from a financial standpoint and from a from a contract standpoint, it's going to be something new when we see these new CBAs that come up. Because I know next year baseball is expiring in 2021. Yeah. Uh, basketball, uh, the NHL. So there's going to probably be a lot of revisions and contingencies. Say if there is another um, disaster Wait, yeah. or something that prevents us from playing a season, a regular season, how will our players, how will the owners be compensated? And I think that's what's going to be something that nobody took before. So this is a brand new situation. I think when you look at the NBA, uh, there's a lot of things going on with an NBA. But, you know, they've tried to take the right steps when it comes to, okay, we'll get these players paid accordingly and we'll see what happens as we go forward. So there's the 22 teams that are going to be participating um, you know, and then whatever happens, happens after that. But, you know, at the end of the day, they got to play. Like if they're not, they're only paid during those months. So it's not like they're paid in a calendar year. They're only paid for the months that they're playing basketball. So if they stop playing basketball, they stop getting paid. So maybe there's something that they'll have to, to work out in situations like this, which they cannot control. Yeah. And, you know, then, so there, that's, that's probably one big headache. I would, I believe if you were the, you know, one of the four professional sports, you know, trying to figure out how you're going to pay your athletes. And like I said, maybe there's going to be some kind of new contingency plans that will come forward that will be added to this CBA or the next one that comes up. For sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's going to be very interesting to see. I mean, how it even and this is a funny thing, because I would say in a larger frame of reference, the very niche and fringe, I guess, um, services and, and products that are afforded to the uh, these players, like these ultra-rich, you know, like they're affording that home chef, getting that personal that personal trainer, you know. It's the, the guy who comes and gets the kicks for you, you know, your personal So, so you're Nike. telling me Serge Ibaka does not <laughs> cook his own meals? Oh, hey, so you're saying he Listen. doesn't get that hello fresh brought to his door <laughs> the and then he starts cooking I, oh yeah 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 but he gets the special edition the one that comes with like the pig intestines yeah yeah, yeah. of course the hello fresh send him a specific uh box but yeah one for his show and one for him <laughs> yeah. i see, see those commercials so i'm assuming that you know, they cook the mafuzi chef hey uh no i hope not but yeah i think it's going to be very interesting because a lot of those guys are going to fall off there are going to be a lot of things that you know i i, I think the, the the flashy cars are probably going to have to be looked over again i mean even things like i i know the 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 guys who are going to weather the storm you know the steph curry's kd's and lebron james's of the world are you're set you're good but the last man on the bench that's that's where the new standard of how where is the last man on the bench living you know how is he living how is she living? You know, because I think before it was, um, you know, you got your own place. You, you know, you, you can make a few investments here and there. 
you got some Gucci belts, some Louis V. But maybe next year it's maybe just Gucci. You know, you might have to give up some of the Louis V. You know, we're we're maybe gonna have to degrade, guys. You know, work within our means here. Um, but yeah, no, I I hope hopefully you know in the grand scheme of things, there's not too much taken away because I think for what it does to athletes as well and uh, helping immobilize, I guess, the 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 uh, the redistribution of wealth. Um, because a lot of the time these athletes coming from very, you know, poor, poor families and the things like the CBA, like in any of these leagues do a lot to help a lot, like lift a lot of families out of poverty, not even just in America now, right now, you know, especially in the NBA, it's very international. Your NHL, very international between Europe and, 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 uh, Northern America, um, and you're starting this. You see, it's a global community, so you are affecting change in other communities around the world just by being in the sport. So, that's my that's my Mother Teresa angle for it. So, you know, shut up and dribble. No, I'm kidding, guys. Uh, <laughs> but I also wanted to get into um, the N the NFL. We had uh, we were just talking about it earlier. Patty Mahomes signing away his life. Moses, what did it let? What are your thoughts, man? I love this deal. Yeah? At the end of the day, I would sign him to a lifetime deal, and I'd bury him in Arrowhead, like right <laughs> on 50-yard line. Because he probably could just throw the ball with ease on a lawn chair, <laughs> bomb it over to Tyreek Hill, and it's a sweet touchdown just right just into the, the hands. Just the combination is just It's impeccable. 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I, you look what he's win. done in his short career. And he's only 23, maybe going 24. Yeah, uh, this would know, have been. this is his second season. I think like he's only third. he's only done two yeah he's only he's so he's of his first two seasons he's made playoffs twice and won once right yeah so I he's mean, on he's he's on pace you know if you look at it you got five more super bowls ahead under that extension <laughs> i think he's great he, i love I love Patty Mahomes. Mm. I have no problem with this deal whatsoever because he's still young by the time his contract ends in 2031 he's still he's going to be a guy who's in his what early mid thirties approaching his mid thirties? Oh yeah. And look at the yeah. quarterbacks that we have nowadays. Yes. Right. Tom and Brady's still throwing at an excellent uh, pace. You still have a guy like Drew Brees who's doing yeah. the same. These guys are in their late thirties, in their forties now. So to so, to see them still compete at that elite level, there's no reason why he couldn't. So this is his big contract. He'll probably have another one right after that. Maybe right into his forties as well, which is incredible. So I, that was gonna get me into this uh, the the next discussion of it because you know traditionally the NFL has been a league that only offers you three to four year contracts because the lifestyle and the lifespan of an NFL player, you know, previously has been a very, it's it's not some it's you're very lucky if you can clear six years on average, right? Most NFL players, you know, are are involved in tackles or, or injuries that end careers uh whether it be in training or on the or on the actual uh, field right so it's really interesting to see that an nfl team an nfl owner is willing to take a 10-year lease on an on on a player um where whereby you know think about it right you're you're saying you're committing to a to the point that you believe that if he is given the stability and you build a team around him 
a good enough team around him, he can be he can be consistent, right? There's more championships to win. And and yeah, number one, if had he not won that the the his if he, had he not been a Super Bowl champion, we are not talking a ten year contract. I, no, I, I think we, we still do. You think we no, are still, still talking a ten year or okay, so you're saying because by merit of making the Super Bowl that he gets he gets not even that. just that but i think what he did like his if production. you think about it so his first year when he came out he threw for over 5000 yards 50 touchdowns 50 yeah. yeah uh no 10 incredible production slightly slightly different but he was hurt so if you yeah. look at it okay so looking back at those statistics yes. okay you see him when he had his first year at over 5000 yards passing 50 yeah. touchdowns yeah. he was hurt but still put up over 4000 yards 26 Incredible. touchdowns compared to five interceptions you know a quarterback rating of 105 he's still elite with those numbers and then what he did multiple occasions i think you saw those numbers in his first two years you pay him the big contract it's much like lamar jackson he's going to get paid a, a whopping contract and now because that, of what yeah. his abil- of his ability yeah but what also but i think what kind of makes me say 10 years is good enough is because what he did in the playoffs, two comebacks, large comebacks. And what happened? They ended up winning those games, going to the Super Bowl, and he led them in another comeback. And for me, it just goes to show that you put anybody on his back. This, this dude's a special character. You, he, he can carry anybody, right? Yeah. So I... I think you have a special guy here that only comes, you know, once every, say, 10 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. He will be the face of the NFL, much like we had Peyton and Tom do for for years on end. Yeah. He is going to be the face. Yeah. And he is going to be turning 25 years old in September. So you times that by 10, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 years in his mid 30s. I expect. Yeah. I think it's a bargain of a deal for Kansas City down the road. For sure. For sure, because you I, think about the contracts, they're going to keep going up. They, Remember yeah, that. That's contracts. That, yeah, and that's and that's the thing. I was I was saying, you know, it's very interesting to see how there's so many ways that both sides are set to benefit. Because you're right, having it locked in means that Kansas can worry about um, its cap space for the next ten. Years. It doesn't really have to worry because it has that set um, and a, a, a need for renegotiation probably. For maybe I, I would imagine I don't know the details of his contract, but I know that they kind of four hundred and fifty million over ten years. So so if you think so about forty five million, if you think about the 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 contracts for quarterbacks, they would, I'm actually going to look this up. Real would quarterback. they not start you off on a gradient? I would imagine that you're you're getting a certain amount. You have a certain amount guaranteed, regardless of whether you complete the contract or not, right? Um, and then and I uh, depending on you know what your production is i'm sure you get perks on that as well uh but like it it sets it starts at a set number maybe 15 16 and then starts to balloon i would imagine something like that well you also have the franchise tag and that's what keeps continually adding on to this right yeah. so it's going to keep growing it it will and keep growing i'm yeah. looking so i'm looking at over the cap and I'm just trying to see the highest paid quarterbacks. Yeah. So 10 years ago, right, in 2010, the highest paid quarterback, or in terms of cap number, was Donovan McNabb. Peyton Manning, just under $20 million. Wow. Uh, Donovan McNabb was making uh, 24 7. 
Yeah, uh, wow. So, yeah, so think about that. So think where we were with Donovan McNabb 10 years ago to where we are at $45 million a season. Crazy. You got to think we're going to see a $15, $16 million jump in 10 years from now. Crazy. Maybe even slightly more, right? Crazy, yeah. And, so, and, and to think, and to think, but now, you know, I, I look at that, right? And I, I do see that, yeah, they'll definitely, it's a continuous increase, uh, I guess, due to the popularity of the league. They've been finding new revenue stream clearly, and the TV dollar was working, right? I think if, if they're able to throw in some bigger, bigger mm-hmm. numbered contracts. Um, and it has been the case for a lot of the other QBs coming up for contracts, right? When the contract talk comes up, now we're looking at uh, we're looking at anything over a hundred million dollars or close to more often than not. Um, but I I do wonder if that's also going to change within the rest of the team because the the culture still is that yes you have your QB that you set your laurels on, you are able to maintain a long term. Uh, contract off that and of and you know better yet if you have him as a, the franchise tag you get to tote that around because uh, you're right like having him with the franchise tag means when they're looking for 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 people to come play you know who's who's gonna say no to you know a a a, a super a super bowl you know uh winner like he with before 25 years old already been to the playoffs twice, you know, in his career. And not only just that, as an absolute stud in college, right? So he, yeah, 100%. He, he's versatile, but, uh, I looked at, I look at what, you know, I, I'm a de facto, you could say I'm a, uh, hurt Dallas Cowboys, um, supporter. I, I closeted probably if anything, because, you know, I love them Cowboys, but, I look at uh, the way Jerry Jones has been treating, I guess, the, uh, uh, you know, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. And, and Ezekiel Elliott, in my mind, you know, regardless of positioning, is at that same level as a Dak Prescott could be. I think he ranks among the just as talented in terms of uh, production with, with other QBs, but... Would we see a, a change in probably contracts with that? Because I know, I know, you know, barring his own personal and where every time he's in court, I, you know, that 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 I should I know may affect his what he's making. But I know, regardless of that, they still have this sort of negative disposition towards you know running backs, wide receivers, um, you know, the O line, you know. I, but these are just as important, you know, I, I look at, I look at what your QB is doing, but your QB can't get a 10 year contract. If your O-line can't keep him alive for 10 years. But you look at the wear and tear on a running back. It, yeah. it doesn't make sense to offer them that contract. We see how handcuffed the LA Rams are, are okay. with Todd Gurley and his contract. And you yeah. also got to figure out Jared Goff. And then you got to look at the other end with Aaron Donald, right? Yeah. So you got a lot of money tied into some of these key players. Your quarterback is one thing uh, because that is your franchise and keeping the ball. But like running backs are a dime a dozen. I can, you can fill in probably three different backs that could probably produce as much as, 
as Ezekiel Elliott with a fraction of the cost. Not saying that Ezekiel Elliott isn't a special guy by any stretch, but what I'm getting at is that he there's is. going to be a lot of wear and tear on a body and the carries that he has. And there's a lot of pressure on him. You can't just have a star running back and expect to exceed. You no. need a quarterback. And look at all the elite teams uh, that we have now. All of them have one common denominator, and that is an elite quarterback. Yeah. You can't say maybe the last quarterback you might say that was kind of ho-hum was Joe Flacco <laughs> that won a Super Bowl, right? And he just got red hot at the right time. <clears throat> just at that's, the right that's time. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, right. Essentially, that's what it came down to. He yeah. just got hot at the right time in the playoffs. He, he, had he, a great, well. he had a great organization around him yeah. to begin with. He had, he had great yeah. options to attack with, but he, is, he himself may not have been uh, – it, it, and I mean, you know, that probably – that happens a lot. That happens a lot. You, you right place, right time. <laughs> but you yeah. just happen to be in the position where you should have been the guy, but you weren't the guy. I guess you know. I do. You, sometimes I think of Eli Manning as that guy. I and I mean, it's not to think that he's not a good player, but I I don't know, because you look at the the not the two that he did win, but the ones where he just crashed and burned. I was like, is this just the right place, like, you know, wrong guy, right place scenario that he got lucky twice? I mean, yeah, he must have been. I That's probably something that probably happens a lot more. Um, but, you know, there's nothing you can do with that. I also wanted to get into a question that we've been having. And this is on our group chat here um, with regard to the Premier League and European soccer, actually, Moses. And I wonder your take on this. Um, so, you know, a big a big debate that we've been having right now is like Zoom and having Zoom in the stadium and uh, having the fake sound noises to, to help ease people in on a psychological level, right? But uh, it's come to our attention that, you know, after watching a few clips, because of course the clips themselves, when you get them on um, Sportsnet or wherever you get, you find your clips there without artificial fan noise in some instances. And yeah. the language, oh, people are swearing like sailors. Now, mind you, some people, if, if, some people. If you thought that wasn't happening beforehand, you definitely were you not see, watching football I think, I think, or any professional sports for that matter. But I think the thing is, right, I think a lot of people just never thought you know you look at these athletes and you say oh my goodness this is you know this is um and they and they do get that they do get that privilege because you think you see them on commercials you see them um on billboards and they see you know for anything from kellogg's to yeah if you're on a wheaties box someone's gonna feel that you're wholesome good for the kids now when the mic's hot you know, and it's a different story because, of course, you know, when NBA and NFL, they always have the they get you mic'd up. So everyone's on their best behavior. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's funny. It's funny, but it's not the real it's not real sports. I'm here for real sports here, Moses. And if they're willing to give us just more options so that we maybe have everyone mic'd up, but we just say, guys, be yourselves, because I watched something the other day. I was watching an Inter Milan clip and it, they had. um it was Victor Moses trying to cross uh, the ball in um, to um, connect with his, I guess, new teammate, but former teammate, uh, what's-his-face, from, I keep forgetting his name, Inter Milan. Um, 
goodness gracious, from Belgium. Belgium striker. Moses, help me, please. Oh, uh, Lukaku. Lukaku. And Lukaku, you know, of course frustrated. And this is clearly... The, the tone of it showed that this is something that's been going on for weeks in the, in, the, in the locker room. This is locker room talk right here. Because Victor Moses misses the cross and he, the expletive he screams at him is... <laughs> you can hear from the other side of the pitch. And I'm pretty sure most... And I you know, you looked at the comments and most people in the group chat as well were talking about the fact that people didn't even really know that Lukaku could swear like that. You know, or that he would be that that pissed off for that. So, I think the new the new segment of of uh, or the new the new frontier for to, for sports right now, Moses is is let's bring a bit more of that authenticity. Let's get some of that XFL authenticity in there. You know, the NBA is coming through with that. You can do your personalized, you know, your back and personalize your back. You know, that's I hope that stays because that would be nice. But I I want to see I want to see a bit more than that I want to see just hot mics, and you know we'll have a rated per, rated R parental advisory version of the game, and then maybe we'll get one for like you know everyone in their families because I, I I really I, you know I would have loved to actually hear Kevin Garnett tell Carmelo Anthony, you know word for word, your wife smell your wife tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. It's not the same to hear it third hand, Moses. You just want to hear. You just want to be there in the moment. It's those sporting moments that actually really lost. What do you What do you think, man? I I you know what? Honestly, from an entertainment value, there was a great uh, a great article that was put in the New York Times in regards to this, and uh, a company called Impact. Yeah. Um, I M P E C T, and they do analytics. Uh, for football. They did it during the World Cup in 2018. And one of the things they found was without a crowd there, uh, two things happen or actually uh, multiple things happen. The two that there's two big factors for me in particular that stood out. Mm -hmm. The first one that stood out was uh, for the players, there was no extra oomph. Essentially, that these guys would play. But, you know, if you were in a you're supposed to be if you were in your home arena, but there's no crowd to cheer you on. There's no reason to take that second effort to go for the ball. They notice that players were a little bit more uh, conservative, especially with passes too. There were more passes by the home side in matches um, than before because without a crowd, there's nobody to entertain. So you don't necessarily, you know, in your head, you're like, you know what? We're going to have something great. We're going to send a long ball over. Instead, you make a more conservative pass. And because of these results and another second factor that was really big was the drop and and all these statistics were coming from the Bundesliga during the six weeks. The, The biggest drop that they found, and this one, uh, this is the one that actually made me say, wow, was the fact that home victories went down 10%. Wow. So when you go from 43% wow. uh, to 33%, yes. it goes to show how much fans have an impact on a game. Yeah. They also noticed that um, referees, I was saying umpires, but referees, um, they actually had more bookings. And we're not afraid to uh, book because <laughs> yeah. there's no fan yelling at them to that they're threatening them. their life. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So they're a little more brazen with the yellows and, you and know reds what, guys, all over the place. I miss that. I miss the I miss the personal verbal attacks at their lives because yeah. so someone, that's, someone's got to yeah, keep them in check. Well, you know, there's there's still Eastern Europe. You still have that. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I mean, like, well, 
Okay, you go watch a game in Eastern Europe. Uh, no, uh, without getting a banana thrown at you. But, but, but anyways, uh, like what I'm getting at is it's very interesting to see how that's taken away from the game and therefore we're losing the entertainment value. Sure, you could hear the players swear or something. It's it's comical. It's funny. You want to hear what's going on. I think that's attractive. But at the end of the day, when you look at no fans, it's weird. When they superimpose fans like they do in La Liga, mm-hmm. when they did uh, for their start, it just looked very weird on camera and it's just something eerie about it. I wasn't comfortable. Did I watch the games? Yes, because I want to see what the results are. Mm-hmm. I want to see... Uh, it's sad to see Barcelona at this stage capitulate the title but they look like they are and you know real madrid is on the up and up yeah so when i see these things happen from the the post-covid you know restart of all these leagues it just and the statistics that i was just mentioning it just it i think it takes away from the sport and shows how much fans are important to sports and this is just one thing that's just going to make it dull and I think hurt the entertainment value in a, as a whole. And uh, the article that was in the New York Times also reflected that, that we are kind of seeing a diminishing of uh, sports in that way because fans do add a certain element. A certain and level they, of they, excitement. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So are they saying that um, without this uh, fan noise that, you know, you think that maybe even some of the more... Um, I guess trigger happy players, the guys who kind of get really worked up or, you know, tend to make more mistakes with under under pressure would maybe start to have better games because there isn't a crowd. Because conversely, I want to say that I've been watching Arsenal and I mean, their form has improved quite a bit. But Granit Xhaka, our former captain, night and day. It's almost as if because there's no crowd to tell him, you know, some expletives, you know, talk about what his mother should go do with her personal time. You know, he has less of that coming from the crowd and it seems to have really positively affected him. Not to say that that's not something new because he should be, you know, used to it. And and as a professional, unfortunately, you must just do the thing you got to do. It's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. So drone that out. It's hard. It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much of the restart has to do with it? Like having that long, long break that has your body feel a little bit more rested. You're a little bit more energized because, you know, this part of the season is a sprint, um, not necessarily uh, a marathon as mm-hmm. a normal Premier League season would be, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that has a factor in it and the fact that they're go, go, go. Who knows? Maybe the fact that they're there all of a sudden something clicked that, you know, you're so behind the eight ball trying to catch up with, you know, Man United, Leicester City, Chelsea for a Champions League spot, even some uh, even a European spot with Wolves ahead of them as well. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you, maybe there's a sense of desperation there. Who knows? Oh, yeah, uh, oh, I for think. Sure. But but I do find that the play of home teams has significantly diminished and I feel like it's it's a crapshoot. Yeah. I think we're going to see that in professional sports here once baseball comes back. And I think some of the stadiums For said sure. they were planning to actually have fans in the stands with uh, uh, social mm-hmm. distancing rules applied. We'll see. Like in Chicago, there yeah. was talks of that. There are talks of that in Texas and Florida. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But 
Um, but at the end of the day, like much like the NBA restarting a hub city, the NHL with their hub cities, it's just going to be different. And I don't know how weird it's going to be. I actually ended up talking to one of the uh, defensemen for the Calgary Flames. And I just asked him that question. I'm like, how weird is it? The fact that there's no fans. And I and I mentioned the statistics that I'm about the uh, the football game. And he's actually uh, from Melmo. And he was mentioning the because he, he's a big Melmo uh, football supporter. Yeah. He went down there and talking to some of the, the guys uh, on the team. He's like, man, it's weird. And his thoughts I'm like and I asked him what do you think it's going to be and it's like you know when you play in front of a home crowd it definitely energizes you the fact that they're going to be playing in these play-in games um, to get into the playoffs um, all in a hub city no fans in attendance he's like yeah it reminds me of the time when I was a U19 player back home and the only people in the stands were your family like you know in in a 5,000 seat arena so you look at certain things it's just going to take because there's certain elements and I do believe this when you have a crowd behind you it changes it you if you are the visiting team and you have a crowd against you it has a psychological aspect fans Mm -hmm. do matter in these contexts and I think we're that's the element that's going to be missing as we see these games restart which means to me it's going to be a complete crapshoot but the good news is maybe you could say that all the bodies are healthy. There's not a lot of injuries. Maybe we'll have less excuses from teams like the Lakers, like the Clippers, like the, well, you say the Raptors. I don't know. You want to say some of the more elite teams to say, yeah. hey, you know, they didn't have this player. So that's why they won. Right. Like a lot of people would make that mistake about Kevin Durant not playing in the finals last year yeah. against the Raptors. Yeah. If he was there, Stupid. we would have won. Um, well, he wasn't there. Yeah. And the same could have been said about Kyrie and, and um, Love. When yeah, you, as in the Warriors, took on, yeah, yeah, took took on the Cavs, yeah. right? Like when he didn't have that arsenal, that, those weapons with him. So, like for me, it's it's one of those things where you can leave excuses out the door and on, well, for, maybe for, have a good for playoff. Only so long, right? For only so long, and I and I agree because in five to ten years, the asterisks that people might put on the championships won't really matter. Uh, in fact, you know, there it even means more so that this is under a different circumstance, more pressure to it. So you may be even commended more so now than you would be previously because it's a, it's a season that you're not familiar with. You were out for a certain amount of time. And yeah, there was not it was not um, an easy transition. So I, I completely um, I agree with that. Listen, it's going to be a very interesting um switch over for a lot of these players i uh, i do think we're not we're not we're not going to be able to use this year really as a year of comparison i do think it's going to be one that you should accept and like you know performances be noted as they should but and i mean that's only in the hopes that the following year which who who knows is somewhat back to normal right this could just be a preface for what's what will be now sports heading for us for the next five years. Heaven forbid, heaven forbid, because I can't, I don't know if I can do this for that much longer. But I do want to, I also wanted to ask about that in terms of the NBA, because um, if you hadn't noticed, you know, um, the king, the king in the West has been a lot more active on his IG in the last few days. You know, what with everything happening, he had released a training video with him in AD with background vocals, I think, mixed by by Drake, maybe, in his studio. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm making this up. But 
I was gonna say probably. Yeah. Clutch Sports probably has some down. <laughs> yeah, they probably kind of work some kind of deal down. Yeah, they, there's always something up with those two. But uh, besides that, uh, you know, he's feeling. It seems as though you know he's re- he released a, a little um, IG photo with his back, and it said the chosen one, and you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown, um, and it kind of. It was very, it's very unprovoked, right? It's kind of like, where is this coming from? You know, um, is someone coming at you? Is this, uh, is, 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 uh, the Bradley deciding to leave? Is this stressing you out? But I, I kind of want to know what do you, what do you think the, the take is? Cause I personally believe that he is fully aware now, uh, that everyone's healthy. Yeah, and I think that they feel like they have their chances are uh, are are very good and and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you have all these bodies aren't banged up. You just brought in J.R. Smith, who has something to prove as well, who For will sure. provide some extra depth. For sure, I think, but I, they're no doubt going mm-hmm. to be in that state. I don't know. I think just LeBron's doing this to 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 get some hype get in there hype as in. well but I, uh, I, to to get for the for the sport and get people excited for mm-hmm. basketball once again. I don't know. I just feel, feel, I see this stuff. I should say from LeBron, and I'm like, I'm not surprised. He he called himself the greatest of all time after he won a title with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, right? In 2016. He's like, that was one, that's a little, that, that and I mean, the greatest and of then, all time. And then we got the and last And I'm like, dance. can you crown yourself? Can you crown yourself the greatest of all time though? I mean, no, Jordan but can you, well, well, Jordan answered that. Jordan said, okay. 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 If we, if we just calling us, if we just giving names. Yeah, exactly. I, I usually that's get, that's that's kind of bestowed upon you, not necessarily self-made. Yeah. Now there's no reason that you can't say I will be the greatest. Of I course. am the greatest. Of course. Heck, you know what? Mazel tov. If that's how if that's his thinking. But at the end of the day, I'm like, come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Of course. Come that's, on. That's uh, <laughs> like I, I don't know. I just see that the chosen one. Um, he is the face of the NBA. He is the face There's of no the question NBA. about yeah. it. He's an excellent athlete. Yeah. I don't know. I just find it. I just find it funny when I see this stuff. And who knows? Maybe that crown is going to be too big for him uh, to hold and carry the Lakers. And perhaps they get knocked off. By I think the Clippers are going to come and out of the West. I still feel I, that way. Uh, and yes, the only person that's going to stop the Clippers is COVID nineteen. Honestly, <laughs> that, yes. that's the only thing that would deny them I, a chip I, or I, an opportunity for them. That, uh, at least represent the and West. That's what I was trying to get at. Is because I don't know if it's necessarily just uh arbitrary but you know beside barring the COVID-19 incident uh stopping the Lakers I mean the Clippers um from working out you know the reports have been extremely positive from the Clippers camp plus here's the other big thing no one has opted out no so uh, if I'm every, Lou Will and Pat and Pat Bev, man, I'm like, nah, like, yeah, nah, there's no, chip. everyone is all in, you know, who's your Pat Beverly equivalent? I would say that's your Avery Bradley. I personally, yeah, I feel like I love them with the Celtics. I love them too. A, but now Avery Bradley has no counterpart or vice versa. Pat Beverly has no con uh, contemporary that he would need to go against. Uh, J.R. Smith is not going to be at that level. Not off of not playing ball for 600 uh, over 600 days you know um or a professional a professional basketball game let's say that for the last 600 days he may have been working out and i know you know what it's riding a bike for these guys so i don't see any problem with him getting to it but i i would imagine the adjustment because he's had a lot longer um time off 
an actual NBA game of that physicality. So it just is something that I'm concerned about. And I think, you know, for as much as, you know, LeBron probably in himself feels ready to go. He's like, this is my time. This is my only, this is my chance. I also think subconsciously he's feeling a little uneasy because for as much as he's built this team and he felt like he had the best rating to hear that the the noisy neighbors right down the street are healthier than ever. Remember, Kawhi Leonard won a championship on load management. Kawhi Leonard sat out, I think, about 45% of the Raptors season last year. And here's the even better part, Moses. This is the stat that I love the most. The Raptors played, I think, the Raptors played the Lakers three times last season, right? LeBron was playing in those three games. Kawhi Leonard was not. The Raptors beat them. Uh, the Lakers haven't even won against us since, I think, 2015 or 2016. The last time the Lakers beat the Raptors. So, on and off... With or without Kawhi Leonard, um, the Lakers are in the shadow of Kawhi Leonard. So the problem here is, I think LeBron James is shook, man. I think LeBron James is shook. I think we're seeing the chink in the arm. I think this by him saying I'm I'm good, the chosen one, you know all that. I was like, bro, what are you doing that? You're looking. Sh- it looks like shook once, you know. Come on, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We ain't no shook ones. But it's kind of looking like that with LeBron. So that's what I think. I think he may be uh, realizing, you know, even if he can get through uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George uh, July 30th, he still has to think about um, a Giannis Antetokounmpo who can pretty much body anyone, you know. Uh, he's He should be very happy that like New Orleans isn't in it. Otherwise, that would. Oh wait, are they in it? They are. Uh, yeah, Pelicans are Never in. Never mind. Pelicans well, are in a great fight. I think that one. Well, with Zion. Memphis. Zion's got some things to say. You know, in the end, we're gonna watch some very great basketball. I think you know, there's nothing that we're gonna lose out on this week, uh, or on this league. Um, and I guess the playing tournament's probably gonna be a very interesting. I guess a very interesting new take on the NBA, and hopefully, we get some some matchups. You know, we I want to see the Lakers, Clippers in a series Western Conference. Let's see this. Yeah, play and out. we'll see. A, we might see a preview of that we'll too because preview, they're playing yeah. each other to tip off the actual restart on the thirtieth, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's so far in the three uh, three matches and uh, three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Clippers won two. The most recent one went to the Lakers. Yes. Yeah, of their last three so, matchups, right? So, yeah, and this is still Kawhi Leonard load managing, and this is Paul George with two bad shoulders, beating a Lakers team that lost went on an I think they before the stop were on like a eleven uh, eleven and one tear, they were destroying, right? But this is still the same team that was losing to the the Clippers in for Christmas. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but Kawhi Leonard healthy? Uh yeah. You're right. Only COVID. Only COVID. You know, Wuhan better f- find something else, you know. B- 
biggest strength. Yeah, don't say that. I'm kidding. We already had one problem doing really, the so sorry, basketball and sports season. That was such a I'm joke. not going to go through another one of these. <laughs> Can't do it. Uh, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, um, we do hope you have in, uh, enjoyed this episode. It was kind of a bit shorter. For sure. But uh, um, unless, Moses, did you, is there anything that you wanted to add? And like, anything that caught your eye this week? Uh, not a whole lot. I know we're kind of anticipating what's going to go on over the next few days, which is certainly uh, interesting. We MLS was supposed to have their start. I think they're a little bit uh, delayed uh, with one of the teams and uh, COVID. I know on Friday should be the draw for the Champions League quarterfinals and semifinals. So we'll see how things will develop and how things will shape up yes. as they get their restart. And news came out not just too long ago about the National Hockey League. They will begin play August 1st with the, the play-in game games awesome. uh their camps will start on the 13th which is the monday uh so next monday and you will also have uh i guess uh teams will be reporting uh to their new homes or their i guess their what you might call it their hub cities on the 26th of july so there's a lot going on when you talk about the sports the mls tournament is going to be fun for me and that's the last thing i'll say it will be entertaining and see how that turns out because it's supposed to be world cup format and that's how they're going to determine their champion. Cannot wait. Round of uh, of sixteen will be very interesting to watch. You know, and then uh, knockout. You know, knockout stage. Uh, is it knock? It won't. So no series. Just knockout. it's a group stage. No group. It's uh, all twenty six teams. It'll be a group stage. I think one has more than five. Uh, okay, one of the groups. I think that's has. what happens. Then. So does one group take three people? Three teams. Yeah, I think what yeah I think that what happens is the top two teams from each group we'll uh, qualify, and then the four best third place teams will will qualify in the round of sixteen. That's kind of what they're doing, I think, for uh, the remaining NBA teams. Uh, there's a suggestion that they're going to move them to Chicago, like you had said earlier, and uh, they just play out the rest of the regular season. That way, they can get a little bit of coin, um, and we can watch. I don't know, freaking. Charlotte against who I don't know what Minnesota. Well, golly, I'm dying for that one. You know that's <laughs> I've I had that circled. I had those tickets booked, Moses. You know. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. I'm I oof, couldn't wait to see that Carl Anthony Towns. I've heard great things about him. He's a <laughs> he's a big guy. He's hard to bully. Let's say that. But oh, okay, yeah, fair um, but everyone, everyone else, thanks for listening to us and uh, bearing with us for another week, of course. Um, we look forward to seeing and hearing from you back next week. Uh, we have more, there'll be more sports. Hopefully a lot more bombshells will drop as we get closer and closer edging into it. Um, and yeah, we look forward to get this, I guess, sports year on the road you know we need something you know now that the summer's hit and we don't have the olympics or anything else happening so we are fully on board but yeah moses have a good one man it's great talking to you You as well and just so everyone remembers like it is every week moses and i'm sure you know what i'm gonna say Paul Pierce. I'm going to press end now. Ah, come on, guys. Paul Pierce, guys. Don't like him. You know, I'm the guy. Bye. I don't like that comment.
This podcast is a Collab House production.